Hello, everyone. Welcome to Prep Talk, the emergency management podcast. Find out what you need to know about preparedness, get all the latest tips from experts in the field, and learn what to do before the next disaster strikes. From the emergency management department in the city that never sleeps, here are your hosts, Omar Bourne and Allison Panisi. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. I'm Omar Bourne. And I'm Allison Panisi. Thank you for joining us. We want you to come back as often as you can, so feel free to add Prep Talk to your favorite RSS feed. You can also follow us on social media. This episode, we're looking at the Wireless Emergency Alert System, also known as WIA. We're going to be looking at what goes into issuing an emergency alert here in New York City, along with an upcoming FCC vote on WIA enhancements. That's right, Omar. We're going to be talking with Christine Meyer, Director of Watch Command here at New York City Emergency Management. And later in the show, we'll be speaking with Ben Krakauer, who serves as Assistant Commissioner for Strategy and Program Development here at New York City Emergency Management. Chrissy, we'll begin with you. Thank you first and foremost for being here. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Um, Before we get into WIA, um, you're the Director of Watch Command. Can you describe to our listeners what that is? Yeah, and Allison and Omar, thanks so much for having me. It's an exciting opportunity. So Watch Command is the agency's 24-hour, seven-day-a-week unit. We are dedicated to monitoring everything going on in New York City and sometimes events going on around the world. We look for large-scale incidents and multi-agency incidents, and when we find those, we send out our citywide incident coordinators. Out in the field, they'll coordinate the agencies that are working on the incident, Mm -hmm. and they'll send us back information about what's going on. Watchman will serve as a clearinghouse for that information to distribute to our partners and also, most importantly, to the public. And we do that using the Notify NYC program and the wireless emergency alert system known as WIA. I'm glad that you mentioned uh, WIA. For our listeners who may not know, what is a WIA or wireless emergency alert and when is it used? So a WIA message is a 90-character text message. Mm -hmm. It pings all cell phones in a specified area, and we only use them for the most severe emergencies that might impact the public, uh, generally life safety incidents. Yeah, so Omar, when you run out of food uh, at your desk, like that's not, we're not issuing a WIA for that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, in case anybody needed to know, Omar, Omar gets hangry if he doesn't eat in a certain amount of time. The full disclosure, I'm the same way. I'm not me when I'm hungry. No. You're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> I'm not either. <laughs> so, Chrissy, if I'm, you know, visiting New York City, obviously we have a lot of tourists who come into, um, you know, the city every single day. So I'm an out-of-towner. I'm walking around. Would I receive an alert if I'm visiting? How does that work exactly? You know, that's one of the great things about WIA is that any cell phone that was manufactured 2012 or later will receive the message. So even if I'm from, you know, Nashville, Tennessee, I come to New York City, I'm in Times Square, I'm walking around with my family, something happens in New York, I'm going to get that message. Absolutely. And I'll tell you a funny story. Last year, a WIA message went out and I was with friends from the UK and they were wondering why their phones were all going off. That's amazing. The power of of the wireless emergency alert. Now, With that power comes a number of steps taken here at New York City Emergency Management before we issue a WIA alert. From crafting the message to approving it, to the mechanics behind issuing that message. Can you walk our listeners through the entire process? Absolutely, and this is something we take very seriously. Mm -hmm. So once an incident reaches the criteria for a potential WIA message, our public warning specialist will craft a message 
They will send it out to our citywide incident coordinator in the field who will work with the first responders in the field Mm -hmm. to approve that message, make sure that the message is correct and appropriate for the incident, and they will send it back. That message will also be approved by one of our executives. And as a last final step, the watchman supervisor will go over that message and make sure that it is accurate before they hit send. So we have a number of people who are actually working together to to make sure that this is the right message at the right time. Absolutely. And that final step where we have two people, I think, is the uh, most important part of it. I think it's incredible. I mean, you think about it, um, you know, Chrissy, you mentioned before, it's 90 characters and it goes through a chain of approval Um, before it gets issued to the public. And, you know, speaking of which, everyone saw what happened um, with Hawaii with a message being sent to those who were residing on the island at the time. What do you say to people who may have lost confidence in the alerting system uh, following this incident? Well, while, while what happened in Hawaii was unfortunate, there are thousands of messages that have been put out through WIA with no errors. So, you know, there, there should be a lot of confidence in this system. It's helped countless people avoid emergencies, and that's what the goal of it is, and that's what it is doing and will continue to do. So how has WIA helped your role specifically in um, the city with emergency messaging? Well, fortunately, we've only had to use it a few times here in New York City, but it has allowed us to get a very important message out very quickly to a very specific area, and we've had a lot of success and a lot of positive feedback from that. Wonderful, Chrissy. Uh, Thank you for being with us. Any last words about the system and its impact on emergency communications? Yeah, uh, WIA has been a great system for us to use here at New York City. Although we haven't used it frequently, fortunately not frequently, it is something that we can really get word out very quickly to the public and give them direction to help prevent a life safety incident. Chrissy, thank you so much. I mean, I think this has been incredibly insightful um, into how we as are issued here in New York City. Very effective process as well. Absolutely. Um, now, Ben Krakauer is also here with us today. I want to turn to you, Ben. You have a wealth of knowledge about the WIA system. I know you've worked extensively with it. Um, can you talk about the number of times the city has issued WIA and what those events were? So in New York City, uh Alerts generated by New York City Emergency Management, it's only been eight times since 2012. Uh, Three times were for Hurricane Sandy, Mm -hmm. twice for blizzards, and uh, three times in response to the 2016 Chelsea bombing. So you mentioned the Chelsea bombing, which occurred back in 2016. Um, In that incident, um, I'm sure most of our listeners remember, brought a great attention to the alerting system. And I think it was the first time in its history that a WIA was used to try to locate a terrorist suspect. Is that correct? That's correct. Wow. Um, So the system had some limitations then, and the FCC voted on some improvements shortly thereafter. What were those improvements exactly? So some of the major improvements that we've been advocating for Uh, before and after the Chelsea bombing are increasing the character count. So Mm -hmm. right now uh, we're limited to 90 characters, but thanks to the FCC's action in 2019, that will go up to 360 characters. Wonderful. We were not able to include uh, a link or a phone number in a WIA message previously, Mm -hmm. but again, um, as of November of 2017, we're now able to include links and uh, phone numbers, which is a big improvement. Wonderful. I want to turn to the FCC and their upcoming vote that they have on January 30th. This vote is focused on geo-targeting of 
read the draft report, and in it, it's proposed to require WIA messages to be delivered to 100% of the devices in a specified target area, limiting that overshoot to a 0.1 mile radius. Can you break down this improvement for our listeners? Sure. So one of the things that public safety and emergency management organizations have been advocating for for years Mm -hmm. is what we call improved geotargeting. So when WIA first came out, uh, you can only, the carriers were only required by FCC rule to target messages to county level. So if you wanted to send a message to one block in Manhattan, uh, you'd actually be sending that message to all of Manhattan. Okay. Now, over the years, the carriers voluntarily uh, narrowed their ability to target messages, not just to an entire borough, but down to a cell site, so mm-hmm. one cell phone tower, which is great. But in New York City, there's tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people uh, in the vicinity of these cell phone towers. Right. Right. So you have the potential, and what concerns us very greatly in the emergency mass warning industry, is warning fatigue. Mm-hmm. People get messages that are not intended for them, and they become annoyed, and then they opt out of the system. And then right. when you want to get a message uh, targeted to them that they really need, uh, they're not going to get it because they've opted out. Right. So the FCC rule strives to require carriers to target down to a, uh, a very narrow area, uh, a tenth of a mile overshoot. So just to put that in perspective, that's 528 feet. So wow. you can't, you can't, you don't, uh, the rule, if it's adopted, will allow uh, messages to be targeted within 528 feet of the target area. Now, unfortunately, uh, the way the rule's crafted does have us a little bit concerned. It's one of the things that we're talking to the commission about in the uh, coming days prior to their vote. All right. Um, so the draft report also calls for WIA-capable devices to preserve an alert message for at least 24 hours after an alert is received on a device. Um, and it also says that um, def- uh, it defines carrier participation as, quote, in whole or in part. Um, so why are those improvements important, and what do they mean for someone who's receiving the alert? Sure. So why don't we talk about alert preservation first? And this okay. is another yeah. another item that we've been advocating for. So right now, today, it's up to the device manufacturer. There's no standard across devices as to what happens that we a message after it appears on your screen and you look and you view it. Mm-hmm. So if you dismiss it and then you want to go and find out what that we have said, some phones you can do that. Other phones that we a message is gone and, and you can't have access to it. Right. And what we've been arguing and what the FCC is adopting with this proposed rule is consumers may want to go back and see what we said. For right. example, in New York City, you know, our coastal storm timeline ahead of an approaching hurricane calls for an evacuation order 48 hours before the onset of tropical storm force winds. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we issue a WIA informing people that there is a an evacuation order and we provide a link to the hurricane evacuation zone finder and so that where people will go to find out their nearest evacuation center mm-hmm. that they can evacuate to, uh, they might not evacuate 48 hours before zero hour. They might wait until 24 hours or 12 hours. We want people to be able to go back and click on that link that we've provided in the WIA message to make it easy for them. So just like your phone saved text messages and images and and videos, we want the same thing for for WIA messages. And it looks like the FCC is going to adopt that. I think it's really interesting because I do remember receiving WIA messages during Hurricane Sandy and um, also, you know, other incidents that we've mentioned earlier as well. And I distinctly remember taking screenshots of them with my smartphone mm-hmm. so I could preserve them. Wow. So not having to do that in the future will be really helpful because especially if that incident is still ongoing and there isn't an update since the initial message was disseminated, at least that way like I could still stay informed and I'd be confident to know 
you know, what information has been put out there to the public. It's a great practical improvement. Yep. It is. It is. We're very happy with that particular uh, proposal by the FCC. Mm -hmm. Now, Ben, you and other public safety officials here in the city um, would like to see more enhancements approved uh, and in a timelier fashion. And I know there was a, a letter that was written earlier in January, uh, January of this year, 2018, to the FCC chairman, uh, in which it calls for improvements to multimedia alerts, and it asks for an implementation requirement no later than May 2019. Uh, the multimedia alerts are currently excluded from the FCC's draft report for the upcoming vote on January 30th. Yeah, Omar, that's right. It's probably one of the most disappointing elements of the, the draft report that the FCC posted a few weeks ago and that, and that they'll vote on later this month, mm -hmm. that multimedia alerts are not included. So right. when we issued that, that message that Allison talked about earlier during the Chelsea bombing, the, uh, the wanted message for the suspected terrorist, rather than embedding an image of the suspect in the, in the message, we actually had to write C-media for pick. Right. Uh, and then after, after that, uh, that incident was over, we commissioned a survey and we talked to a lot of New Yorkers to find out how many of them actually went and looked for that image so that they could help law enforcement locate the suspect and, and bring, his, bring his actions to, to an end. And less than half went ahead and did that. Did that. Wow. So by incorporating multimedia, we would be able to send out a picture of that wanted suspect. We'd be able to send out a picture of an abducted child. We'd be able to put out an infographic. Uh, of what people can do after a terrorist attack. And that would help us locate suspects, locate abducted children. It would also allow us to communicate better with those with um, limited English proficiency. Wonderful. And, and do you think that, you know, with this push, we might be able to see these improvements uh, in the draft report for the upcoming vote? We're really hoping so. You know, the FCC operates on, on a timeline uh, they post these draft reports three weeks before a vote, mm -hmm. and uh, one week before a vote, they enter a sunshine period where you where they can ask for feedback, mm -hmm. but you can't approach the FCC while they while they deliberate. So we're right in that the middle of that window right now, and we're doing a lot of advocacy both in New York City, our partners across the country, a lot of the national organizations that represent emergency management, public safety, uh, to encourage the commission to adopt additional enhancements, including multimedia alerting. The May 2019 deadline, a requirement that was written about in this letter, uh, do, you, do you see the FCC or do you see the carriers being able to, to meet that deadline? You know, the argument that we've been making is that in 2018, uh, Cell phones are very, very powerful tools. Very uh, much so. Everyone you go into every coffee shop, you stand on the subway platform, people are watching live sporting events, and they're watching full-length movies, and they're live streaming video. But then when it comes time to do an emergency alert, you're limited to 90 characters. We just got the ability to include a hyperlink. Right. We can't send a picture. So our argument is that the technology exists for right. cell phones to receive and transmit imagery. We should be able to do the same thing with emergency alerting. Mm -hmm. um, any last words about WIA and its impact on emergency communications? So I think WIA overall has been one of the, the greatest enhancements to emergency mass notifications uh, in decades. Mm -hmm. It puts the power of information in everybody's hand. It gives local government the ability to reach 
their entire population or the vast majority of their population in New York City, millions of people, millions of, of devices at the click of a button. Uh, we want people to stay opted into the system. We want people to follow the instructions that they receive by WIA. And lastly, we want the FCC to make even uh, further enhancements to the system. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Talking to Ben Krakauer of New York City Emergency Management Department. Thank you very much, Ben, for uh, spending some time to talk to us about the wireless emergency alert system. Uh, we're going to hope to have you back uh, with an update after the January 30th vote. Um, but, you know, thank you very much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. That's this edition of Prep Talk. If you like what you heard, you can listen anytime online and through your favorite RSS feed. Until next time, stay safe and prepared.